Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let Me Tell You About Evangelion. Uh, yeah, I thought I had an extra thing, but I guess this is just... It's, it's still, it's, we're back to talking about Evangelion. Yeah, we wrap back around. Uh, I'm Ashley, and that's Luke. Yep, sure is. Yeah. Uh, and this is something... We're doing something, finally, that we promised to do long, long ago. Yeah, uh, we finally did it. We have we have watched at least the first movie of Evangelion Rebuild uh, 1.0 or 1.11 or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Uh, you are, parentheses, not alone. <laughs> that is the title. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so we, we have gone through a lot of kind of side diversions in an effort to extend this so that we could possibly be in maybe the same calendar year as yeah uh, the last rebuild movie yeah uh, but I was saying we it, should we should just keep dragging it out until we can yeah. just be there in the lead up to the movie but you mm -hmm. uh, you put your foot down do like redo our episode by episode thing but just with this movie <laughs> well no I was pushing to keep delaying doing any of the rebuild movies and just find other shit to do mm -hmm. and then finally like the month before it comes out start doing all the rebuilds and you were just like no <laughs> we need to finish this and you know fine I guess yeah this was uh, released in uh September 1st, 2007. Mm. Which I feel like, if that feels earlier than I thought it would be. Yeah. But just because the last one hasn't come out yet. Yeah, that means it took 15 years to get all of them out. Yeah. That's maybe too long. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, was a... Uh, it got announced in a New Type, which is a anime magazine. Yeah, it's a Gundam thing, yeah. Yeah. Um... And basically, it was just like, yeah, we are going to kind of... It's going to be a, like, retelling of Evangelion, is I think how they pitched it. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and Hideaki Anno would work on it, but wasn't, like... He was the director, but he wasn't involved as, like, everything. Sure. As maybe he was in the show. Okay, yeah. Where he was kind of, like, obsessively... <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh... So, yeah, but then... Eventually led to... Uh, even going 1.0, You Are Not Alone, which... Uh, was a big hit... In Japan. And... You know, led to all of the other movies, and also led to this resurgence in... Uh, the merchandising of Evangelion... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like, it was on the Japanese... It was on the cover of the Japanese version of Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had all of these, like, you know... It had the cafe that was themed all around Evangelion. It had the... Right. <laughs> all the fast food deals over there. You know, it did everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta get the Eva burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you couldn't really do that until a proper Eva Burger until recently when they've like made all those advancements with like artificial meat. 
Like, yeah. I, like if it's a proper Eva burger, it should be like, you know, that impossible meat stuff. Yeah, the impossible meat. <laughs> right. Just like, ah, uh, yeah, so we've, <laughs> we've defied the creation of God and created a God of our own. There's a burger. Yeah. <laughs> With like orange, uh, t- uh, orange dyed ketchup on it. And a purple the- bun. Mm-hmm. The DVD release was promoted by numerous Japanese restaurants, including the Cure Maid Cafe in Akihabara, which offered numerous even-going menu options such as LCL drink, sashio pasta, and an Oscar's cocktail. What's Oscar's cocktail got in it? it I have no idea. <laughs> just lost the time. Do you know what Oscar drinks? Uh, and the Pesla chain of Japanese restaurants offered options such as the Ava Honey Toast and Masato's Curry Ramen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, from like that one episode where it's like, what is it? Yeah. Are they celebrating her promotion or whatever? Yes, and she yeah. like makes curry, but then just dumps it into instant ramen. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm guessing that's not exactly what they do. I would, for the prices I'm imagining, it probably costs for a gimmick meal like that. I sure hope not. Yeah, uh, but we watched this yesterday. Uh, yes, uh, we, we watched did. it yeah. together. Yeah, we watched it to- uh, together. We didn't record a commentary or anything like that. Yeah, the commentary thing was was a neat thing to try, but I don't feel like it. Neither do you. Yeah, and it's hard to be like that on reacting to something, especially for you who's seeing stuff for the first time. Right. Although it's hard to say you're seeing it for the first time with this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Because with uh, the the kind of the general knowledge of the Rebuild movies is that the first one is basically a remake of right. the first couple of episodes with some things moved around and cut. Yes. And one or two extra scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thinking about it, I can think of two extra scenes that, like, matter. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. There's a lot of, like, smaller bits... That are, like, just different. Yeah, and there's, like, smaller moments that are like, oh, I like that. Like, I, I think that's a, a, a cool change. Yeah, and other bits where I'm like, really? That's what... Okay. Yeah. That's what you decided to <laughs> yeah. to do. How, how, how do you feel about this one, Ashley? I think it's, like... I don't think it's a great movie, but I don't yeah. think it's, like, horrible. I think it's just perfectly okay. Yeah, I think that's about where I'm at, like... I was talking about this with you last night. It's frustrating because, like, the end of this movie and, like, what I, what little I know about the next two movies makes it very clear that, like, they're going off and doing their own weird thing with these. Mm-hmm. Which is good, but also, like, if I like Eva, which I pretty much do, uh, yeah. if I'm hearing that you're going to remake the show into, like, mm-hmm. movies... The parts I'd be excited to see remade are the second half of the show. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, it'd be really cool, like, you know, flesh out the Toji stuff and the Kaoru stuff. You know, I like the TV ending, but you could definitely, like, transition into it smoother and, like, make it more elaborate and, like, weave in some of the lore stuff in a way that feels, like, naturalistic without being too much. There's a, there's a lot of cool ways you could go with remaking the second half of the TV show. Yeah, for sure. The first half, and, and especially the first, like, quarter, I feel like they pretty much got it right the first time. Yeah, it 
has a really good balance of like shonen anime stuff and uh also like the kind of creeping depression and yeah conspiracy so there's individual scenes in this bit that i think in, in this movie that are good but overall like i don't think it's as good as the tv show yeah i agree with that and like it's not supposed to be a substitute for it because it's again it's a setup for like its own thing and like mm-hmm. i would guess that it's going to end up being kind of like a retro like not retrospective but like maybe thinking about like how things have changed since eva came out or like you know developing on those ideas in ways that like you would need to ruminate on them for 15 years to come to or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, th- just this movie was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it, it's just it, the, they recreate a bunch of scenes. The The colors are a lot more, like, vibrant in this version. Um, mm-hmm. The animation. Here's the thing. I would have to, like, look at them side by side to say if, like, when one had better animation. Either. This one probably has better animation. Um Because yeah. it's, it's stretching its budget a lot less thin. But something about, like... I feel like my relative expectation level for each is such that I like the animation of the show better than this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, this is okay animation on uh, a movie budget. And obviously, you know, movie budgets can be variable, and I'm sure they didn't, you know, this wasn't probably a $50 million movie or anything. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, the the TV show all feels, like, of a piece in a way where, like, even if it's not great animation, it, I don't know, it, it works in a way that... It's using that animation very effectively. Yeah, yeah, and that feels less the case in this one. This feels like we have money to, like, really just do everything, but we, like, don't... Really? It's kind of like when we talk about Shin Godzilla, like, they know they can't make Godzilla look amazing, so they don't give you a lot of, like, shots of the smaller Godzillas. And they mostly make it work. Whereas with this, I don't know, it doesn't feel like it has that level to it. Where I'm just like, Mm -hmm. this animation's fine. Something about, like, just seeing the helicopters move by just, like, a drawing of a helicopter moving across the screen with just the, the propeller animated just looks... It doesn't look cheap, but... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm having a hard time expressing what I'm trying to say. I, I get what you're trying to say. It is like a when compared to like it's like you said. It's a lot about expectations. Like compared to like movie quality animation that you not only got in America but you also got in Japan. Yeah. At this point, this doesn't look as good. This looks like maybe what a higher-end anime TV show would look like. Yeah, like, I feel like if they made Eva the TV show today, it would pretty much look like this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I paused on a thing of the uh, angel, like, just stepping on the uh, the helicopter, and there's a giant Dorito song in the background. <laughs> So I'm gonna guess the product placement stuff is kind of a sticking point for some people. It's a sticking point for some people. I just kind of think it's funny. Yeah, that's kind of where I came at it from. 
yeah, like, yeah, that's... It you know, doesn't really bother me. Like, sure, make your money. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's unobtrusive enough to me. Like, yeah, you see the logos, but they're usually... It's not like everyone's always making an effort to hold up a bag of chips so you see the logo in every scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's also very funny to me to imagine that, like, f- the Frito-Lay Corporation managed to survive the second impact. Yes. That's really funny. That's Yeah, yeah it's really good. Like, what, like pe- half like of the world Hut. population died, but we can still get Pizza Hut and Ruffles? Yeah. I, and it is not as bad as, like, say, uh, Code Geass is with its, uh, like, product placement. Uh-huh. Which is all about, like, you know, like, everyone is, like, always having Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, shots of, like, lovingly animated pizza. Right. <laughs> How do you feel about remakes, like, in general? Um, I, I think it's really hit or miss. Yeah. Um, because I can definitely think of some remakes I would consider better. Okay. Uh, but especially right now, I feel like it's been so much remakes in such a short period of time. Well, yeah, because Disney's been doing a ton of remakes. Yeah, and like I feel like there's been a lot of, like... If not remakes, like, doing a sequel to, like, something, like, years, years later. Right. I like Halloween's doing that, Bill and Ted are doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's that thing of, like, oh, there are no new ideas. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely feel that way sometimes. Um, like, I, I don't think that's actually true. Like, sure. I'm not, like, one of those people who was, like, oh, like, Hollywood is... Like, film as a medium is now... Right. ...completely, like, bankrupt as, you know, for ideas. I mean, if Disney keeps buying stuff... I mean, yeah, but... Uh, you know. But, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't mind remakes in, in, like, principle. Yeah. But I feel like if you're gonna remake something, I don't want... Like, I don't want you to just remake it. Like, I want you to put a spin on it. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll end up appreciating, maybe not liking, but appreciating two and three more because they're completely just jumping. Like, from what I understand, two kind of does more what I'm saying. We're like, it's a remake, but it's different, and like, there's different things going on. Yes. Uh, and then three just completely just jumps the tracks and just dives into the ocean. That again, I have not seen three yet, but from what I've heard, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I've heard that, like. I know very little. My understanding mm-hmm. is that th- three starts with like a ten-year time skip, mm-hmm. and that's a way to go. Yeah. Uh. But it's really yeah. It's. I feel like this is like the worst version of a remake almost. And I say that even as like someone who's like okay with like likes parts of this movie. Yeah. Because it's not like. It's a truncated version of what's in the show, and so, like, you're missing a a lot of moments that I feel like are great. A lot of the moments that they're choosing to keep are weird, Mm -hmm. and I don't think necessarily necessary. Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, but there's, like, just enough new stuff where it's like, well, if you're watching these movies, you gotta see it. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, I will say, as far as stuff that I didn't think was all that necessary, like, okay. I think we, we've talked about it, and we were, in the grand scheme of things, pretty generous when we talked about some of the the sexual stuff in the original Eva. Yeah. Uh, we were pretty charitable, I think. Yes. There is a degree to which I'm willing to give it a little bit of leniency in that it's 20 years old, and, like, I don't think... I don't think the people that made it are a bunch of perverts. I might yeah. be wrong, but I don't think they are. I think they're honestly trying to comment on gross trends in their industry with moments like the the Ray thing where Shinji falls on her. Mm-hmm. Um but what might have been interesting or useful commentary and even that's debatable. But yeah. 20 like what what was debatably interesting useful commentary 20 years ago definitely isn't now. And like as long as you're changing things and kind of having these moments where we're just going to let the audience be surprised that a scene doesn't play out the way it's supposed to. Why not get rid of the naked racing? Yeah. And, and instead they added another naked racing. Yes. And it feels completely like fan service that time. In mm-hmm. a way that makes me feel bad about uh, giving them benefit of the doubt about anything. Yeah. It's just... Both of the scenes are so unnecessary, and they just... So much of it is... Like, part of it feels like, well, this was a big scene in the first one. Right. But it is, like, when they, you know, made an adaptation of Watchmen, and still expected you to go, like, oh, shit, these superheroes are, like, dark. Right. Yeah. It's, or in like dark and, like, realistic. It's like, no, that's not, that was interesting when it came out in the 80s because of what superheroes wore at that time. Right. It's not interesting now when, like, the Dark Knight is happening and, like, all of these superheroes are getting, at that point, like, more realistic and, like, gritty and, like, that comic, that concept has been done in, like, comics and TV shows multiple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, again, our very, very generous read of it, of, like, having that scene be a thing where it is, like, about being uncomfortable almost and, like, with what is going on. Right, it's, it's like, here's something that would be fun, horny comedy, but we're just completely, like, giving it a tonal mismatch and, like, letting you stew in the, uh, the discomfort of it. A, a tonal mismatch, and of a, like, this is what the tone might would actually be. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to well, linger on it way too long, and also it's really creepy how little Ray reacts to it. Yes. Uh, in a way that can maybe give you information about Ray's character. Right. Now, like, especially with the way that this races through character development so quickly. Yep. Um, which, again, like you were saying, like I don't feel like this would really work for and again, I don't know, but I don't think it would work for people who are just watching this for the first time. No, I don't think it would... I, I think it goes too fast and feels too disorganized. If this was your first Eva thing you saw, you'd I think you'd not really get it at all. Yeah. Um, 
And so what that kind of leads into is, like, you can get across that Ray is, like, out of it, like, you know, like, very weirdly distant and weirdly creepy. Yeah. Without it being that extreme and that thing that, like, makes people, like, uncomfortable in a way that is just not necessary. Like, uncomfortable in a different way than what it's supposed to be. Right. Like, where, oh, or here's an idea, and I don't know where all this is going to go, but, and we're probably not going to go linearly through the plot of this, it seems like, just because no. we've done that twice already. <laughs> it's basically the plot of, like, we will talk about the big moments. For sure. That are new for this, but. Yeah. But, like, just, just off the top of my head, have Shinji, like, go to deliver whatever, you know, the, the ID card or whatever, and she's, like, waiting right at the door for him to show up. Because the end of the movie, you know, has that Kaoru moment that seems to imply, A, that it's some kind of time loop, and B, that Kaoru's aware of it. Mm-hmm. Have it be like, Rei is, like, somehow cognizant of it, too, and is just waiting for Shinji to show up already. And it can be, like, a weird thing where it's, like, at that time, like, all the fans were like, oh, I guess they cut that scene and they're just, like, making Ray look weird in exactly. a different way. Yeah. But when that Karu scene shows up, you're like, oh, shit, wait, huh? Right. Because, like, you you were saying, like, oh, you know, they, maybe they felt like, yeah, it's an it's, uh, important scene in the old show, so we have to preserve it. But, like, you know what else is an important scene in the old show is the opening. And you know what they felt comfortable changing was the opening. Yeah. We're like, now it, there's just an ocean of blood, and there's a chalk outline, kind of like from, you know, episode three or four, but it's already there at the first episode. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, like, yeah, if you're feeling comfortable tinkering with stuff, I I don't like that you decided not to tinker with that. Yeah. It's just, yeah, is is Boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time we were watching this movie, we were just making jokes about Gendo being super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, most of the time we watched this movie, we just talked about whatever while it was playing, and then when a scene that we didn't recognize started, we shut up and watched it. Yeah, I I have said this, I think, but the first time I watched this, I watched it not translated at all with no... Yeah ...subtitles or dubbing or anything. Yeah. And I understood basically all of it. Right. Up, excited for like the one or two scenes. Yeah, and really only the scene at the very end. Sure. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a big one. Because the like, other yeah, scene, like you, you probably have an idea of what she's saying. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. This is probably like I didn't get uh like them saying that uh the first angel we see in the movie and in the show. Yeah. Samuel is the fourth angel instead of the third angel. Right. Uh, Because I didn't know Japanese numbers by that point. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh. But yeah, like, most of this is just exactly the same. They've added some, like, new UI elements. Shinji gets blasted up. and Yeah, the first, like, I don't know, half hour of it is pretty much the same as the first two episodes. Except yeah. the pacing all feels off because they have to cram a whole bunch of episodes into a movie. Mm-hmm. So it just feels rushed and not as satisfying to me. Yeah. Uh, they did put the like reveal of like, oh, if it's a boy, we name it Shinji. And if it's a girl, we name it Ray. Yeah. 
Uh, like, they did more subway scenes. Right, yeah, they're kind of pulling from the subway scenes from later on. Yeah. Um, throughout this. Yeah, he, like, has that dream when he, like, gets knocked out during the Eva fight. Yeah. And the full Eva fight plays rather than it being a flashback. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I think I said, it just... Probably in the way this works... Mm-hmm. It doesn't make as much sense to start all of it and then, like, you know, cut that fight off midway and then go back to it, like, right. five minutes later. Yeah. Like, you could, but it would pro- it might just end up awkward. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like, what like, one of the things where they're having to speed things up a bit that I did enjoy... Was, uh, it goes from Shinji, like, remembering the fight in his room, like, traumatized, to, and, like, Masato comes and is like, hey, Shinji, you did a good thing. That was a really, like, you know, honorable thing you did. You should be proud of yourself. And, like, smash cut to him getting punched by Toji. Yeah, that's a smart, like, edit and cut. Yeah. Um, oh, I just want to mention this. We mentioned it while we were watching it, but, uh, you didn't hear that at home, listener. No. Uh, I like how abandoned the city looks. Yeah, it's very much like... In the old show, it was just a city, then they didn't draw any people in it, which, like, a lot of anime doesn't draw any, like, crowds, because that's expensive and no one really cares. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this time around, they went to the links to, like, now you can tell that, like, the buildings aren't being taken care of, and, like, there's grass growing up through cracks in the, the streets. In some of, like, the more, like closer to the ocean stuff there are like ships in the middle of the street that are crashed in yeah 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 um and also speaking crowds i like that this puts a lot more emphasis it doesn't like put a lot i guess a lot lot more Mm. but on like the people who are in the city you do get a little bit more of them yeah you get to like more of them like looking at evacuation broadcasts and stuff like that yeah yeah Uh, um, um and, like, the whole scene where the they're doing the announcements about the power going off all around, and, like, you can see, like, buildings underwater, and... Mm-hmm. Except it's, like, under blood. Yeah, well, I, I think that one was actually underwater. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think that was, like, one of, like, the new lakes. Oh, sure. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, like, not just skip to, like... Right, the things that are new and different? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what's new and different. We do get to see Pen Pen's room. I was ba- I just got to that scene, and I was about to bring it up. It's very good. Yes, it's really, really good. He's I, got you a get little just... penguin squa- scale recliner and TV, and he's just in his recliner reading a newspaper. Yeah, it's great. I guess another small thing is, like, in when Shinji has his, like, runaway... When he, like, runs away and... Yeah. Uh, ha- like, goes all over town. Mm. Uh, one, he doesn't sleep on a, like, bus station bench. He sleeps in a cardboard box. Yeah, he gets himself, like, a cardboard box blanket. Uh, I, I'm sad that they cut out the, like, TV show. Like, no, not the, the like, the... The movie? The movie. Well, you know what I was gonna say? Something I just realized is that... They cut every scene where someone explains what the second impact is. Even, like, the fake version of what the second impact is. Yeah. 
So with ev- especially with things being as different as they are, like maybe you can't take for granted that it's the same thing. Yeah, I, I was particularly thinking like of just that those couple of shots where Shinji's staring at a couple in the movie yeah. theater and like yeah. getting like more and more like kind of angry and morose. Yeah, that is a good moment in the old show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it's like that- the one moment from his like depression trip that doesn't at least get like referenced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he ends up like at a uh place where like you can see like the that like a of footsteps are where it's like all destroyed. Yeah. And he like okay like okay take me back to Masato and like he turns around and there's all <laughs> the the men in black. Right. Which again plays into. <laughs> Like, him seeming, like, seeming to know more stuff that could maybe just be, like, he knew that he was being tailed, or... Right, either that, or he has some memory of how this episode happened. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, like, uh, there's a lot of the same conversations, but they are just kind of, like, in a somewhat more visually interesting background. Yeah, um, they reuse a lot of the same shots and a lot of the same, like, script... Yeah. Uh, which has weird moments to me where, like, like they preserve the scene where it's like, uh, oh, God, who's the, what's the nerd kid's name? Uh, Ida. Ida. Uh, no, not Ida. Uh, yeah, isn't it? Uh, it might be Ida. I think it's Ida. Uh, where him and Toji are, like, in the bathroom, and it's just, like, the camera panning down all the urinals while they talk. It's like, that's a weird, like... Of all the scenes to, like, make sure you keep in, that feels like a weird one. Yeah. Especially because it feels very much like the kind of scene you put in a TV show because it's one frame that you draw and then can pan the camera over to save money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially because, like, that made more sense when it was... uh. Like, just all about... Like, that episode was kind of, like, about Ida and Toji. Right. But now that it is just, like... That's, like, one of the only scenes we get with them, it just makes it, like, what? <laughs> yeah, they're like, they don't really have time to be characters in this. But, like, I, I don't know how 2 and 3 go, but if there's some version of the Toji stuff, like, you gotta establish Toji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it, that that one is a weird choice. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you don't already know Eva, that cut to Toji punching him, I feel like you would think, who is this guy, and where is Shinji, and what's happening? Yeah. Because they don't establish that he's got to go to school. No. And I feel like, because of uh, Eva going up on Netflix, there's been a like big influx of people like watching it for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I've been checking out because I'm curious. And, like, one of the most repeated, like, things I hear people say is, like, being shocked and surprised that Shinji still has to go to school. Yeah. So it's just, like, a moment of, like, wait, where is he? Why is he at a school? Who's this boy? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second Ava he fight, uh, not the Ava, the second angel he fights. <laughs> yeah. uh, What's the yeah. difference, am I right? No. Maybe man is the real angel. <laughs> uh, but I, I like the design of it. They changed it 
liked it a little bit for yeah some uh, the I they kind of kept the same but the other two they they tweaked and I think for the better yeah it's got those weird little kind of bony claws yeah it looks more like like a flying crustacean as opposed to a flying nothing yeah uh, I do like that when Shinji gets blown back and almost crushes them. Like they're like before, they were like a few like feet away. Like they were close, but it wasn't like you know skin of the teeth. Right. In this one, they're literally right, like right between one of the Ava's fingers. Yeah. Like if they were an inch closer to him, they would have like one of them would have gotten crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also you, you, we were talking as like in that scene where Shinji's yelling, we watched the two different versions. You watched the English dub. I watched the Japanese dub with English subtitles. Yes. Uh, how both actors just weren't as good as the new Netflix Shinji. Yeah. What is their name? Cause we, they're very good and we, we probably said it last time we talked about them, but we should shout them out again. We should look yeah. that up. Netflix Eva cast. Uh, Casey Mongillo, is that them? I believe so. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I looked it up and all I saw was, like, dub controversy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, uh, they, again, of the three people I've heard portray Shinji, they are the best. Yes, they, uh, and in this scene, they do, like, one of the most, like, Horrific screams. Yeah, the, one of the things they're especially good at is like having very upsetting screams during very upsetting moments. Yes, which is like important for Shinji, right? And like this one, like people talk about it, like how this is in another show, like in a more show that played it straight. This would be a very like shonen anime hero moment. Uh huh. But it's all supposed to be about how it causes Shinji pain. Right. Uh, and when they do it, it feels like, oh, this is fucking horrible. Yeah, exactly. This is so bad. Yeah. And in the other ones, it's just like, oh, he's yelling a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they just sell it in a way that, uh, you know, the, the others are, like, the other Shinjis are okay. But, yeah. like, they get the job done. But um, Casey Mangello, or maybe Mangello. Uh, it's a G. I don't know how which way it goes. But either way, good. Best Shinji. Best Shinji. Uh, and yes, yeah, so like, we never... We do get the, like... The Ava hands, which are always great and terrible. Oh, yeah, because it's... The Ava, like, grabs the laser tentacles on this thing, and in this version, it, like, burns the armor off, so you see it's human hands underneath it but like the armor like burns into them and like fuses with them oh it sucks to see yeah like beforehand on the last one it just became like kind of charred yeah and like that fusing didn't happen and it was like harder to say like see that they are like it was still kind of almost the same color right it just with like some like black sketches on it yeah uh and this one, it is like, oh, this is just horrible. This is bad. Right, yeah. Uh, and also, they introduce in this where all of the uh, angels explode whenever they ki- get killed. 
Yeah, explode and explode into, like, blood. Explode into blood that then rains down. Yeah, yeah. And creates a rainbow. Like, the, the S2 drives and the angels are just, like, water balloons full of blood now. Yes. Uh, and... So that also means that the, you don't get the, like, uh, moments of, like, all of, like, where it's in the background, they're all, like, cutting up these old, these angels. Yeah. Which is kind of a shame, because I did like those parts, like, just seeing, like... Yeah, I love to, like, that was one of the cool things about the old show, is that, like, you know, it, it's very interesting, like, the weird, all the labor that goes into making, like, these kaiju fights work. Yeah. And there's definitely some of that preserved here, but yeah, it's definitely not as much of a focus. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because eventually the show also stops focusing on that and kind of stops caring. Yeah, but it's interesting to like that they did put enough into this to be like, you know, what's what? How would this work right. if like uh another change that I don't like and. Uh, this is just, like, in a way that it was staged and delivered. Uh-huh. Uh, is we have that scene where, like, Masato is like, why did you disobey my order? You're supposed to retreat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Shinji, rather, like, in the anime, is, like, very, like, kind of almost chipper. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, if I fail, I just die, so it do- and that doesn't matter. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and in this one, it is more, like, very morose and very thing, which I think is a valid way to go about it. That's interesting. I didn't think the dub version came off as super morose, just more, like, disconnected, just like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I guess it was more, like, just, like, the constant looking down and, like, the... Yeah. While in the show, he's, like, looks up and is, like, smiling while he says that. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the... At least in the dub version, it came off more like he doesn't care. Like, yeah, I mean, whatever. I killed the thing. Sure, you're mad at me, but, like, you need me, so whatever, right? And, yeah. Yeah. Very shitty teen. Yes. Uh, and I kind of like the version where it's like, oh, I like, I don't care not because, like, you need me. Right. I don't care because I do not care about myself. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you. The TV show version is stronger. Um, but you get that whole sequence where Shinji's walking around... That kind of was mentioned earlier, and it ends up with him in the, like, place where Ava fought instead of in the place where, like, where did he end up in the original? Uh, uh, with uh, Ida. Yeah, 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 which was a scene I liked that I, you know, again, yeah. obviously you have to cut things, but again, I have uh, quibbles with what they decided to cut, because I liked that scene with Ida. Mm-hmm. Less of him at a urinal and more of him playing with guns in the forest. Yeah, and it's still interesting that the way that they, like, kind of introduced Rey to Shinji, like, past the, like, initial, like, her on the gurney. Yeah. Is still her in her swimsuit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like you could have done that. I don't feel that is as egregious as... Uh Uh-huh. Uh... Doing it, like, you know, like, the whole rave naked scene. Right. But I feel like you could have easily have made it a different thing that actually allows them to interact. Yeah, you're right. Or has Shinji tried to interact 
Or even same scene, but they're, you know, in the classroom and she's not being, you know, it's not male gazy, you know? Yeah. Because, again, it's it's stuff that, like, if... I feel like they had two good options here. Either just kind of dull the sexualization stuff because the scenes that maybe worked as commentary before don't really anymore. Uh, or find new ways to, like think about those same ideas uh, yeah. and they went with the bad option which was just reproduce the ideas we went with last time Yep, that were questionable even at the time yes uh, and have only gotten worse with age yeah um, so we get the whole backstory with Ray and Genda where he saves her right uh, again I- my dude you you probably could have waited to get gloves. <laughs> probably could have grabbed some gloves and you ran down there. I really like in this version, they eject the plug and, like, the rockets go off and it slams into the ceiling and it's jerking around everywhere. Um, but it's not until it loses fuel and falls that suddenly goes, Ray, no! Like, you thought <laughs> all of that would be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's intended. <laughs> Like, the part where it falls at the end is probably the least, like, physically traumatic part of that whole thing. Yeah, she's in the fluid. It's fine. Yeah. It's shock absorbent. Right. I kind of thought, too, like, once they alluded there was an angel... I'm I'm curious, also, because Samael is the fourth. fourth angel now, not the third one. And presumably, like, that chalk outline in the ruined city is from the third one my guess was going to be that this time Ray got hurt fighting the third angel not this like accident uh, which is not the case so I- I'm curious to see what the deal with the third angel was this time yeah uh, and then we have the whole like a bar scene between Ritsko and which actually that replaces not the bar scene that I was like kind of mentioning in the first like when we watched this I thought that I had replaced the bar scene with Kaji right it replaces the party scene uh mm-hmm. where like that was supposed to be like it's like Shinji's homecoming where Masato gets drunk and like oh you got a crush on Ray yeah yeah um this has Gando going like all right, Shinji's going well. Now it's time to push him and Ray together. Right, yeah. They're, like, explicitly wanting to force them together this time. And there was maybe something to hint at that last time, but they never said it like this. And then Ritsuko gives, like, hey, can you have Shinji deliver this to Ray? Yeah. Um... So, yeah, that's, like, another wrinkle on this. So... Again, I I know about 5%, probably less than that even, of the next two movies. Yeah. My thinking at this point is that they're still talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls and how they need to fulfill those prophecies. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be basically that this time around the Dead Sea Scrolls are just a description of the plot of the TV show. It's just a Wikipedia summary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's what tracks 25 and 26 are on that tape player. Yeah. Shinji's just listening to us. <laughs> He's like, man, these guys really don't like FLCL. 
Um, like I kind of said to you that there is evidence in this that this is happening after end of Eva. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of thinking the where end of Eva left off was like Shinji and Asuka come out of the ocean. And Shinji, like, learns, I forget if it's, like, Ray or his mom or whoever that tells him that basically anybody can come out of the ocean now if they want to. Mm. And then he, you know, strangles Asuka because he's a terrible person in the movie. Um, yeah. But, like, I'm wondering if the idea is that the world kind of reconstituted itself, but it, did, it, like, brought everything back to the state of where it was at the beginning of the TV show. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of like the quote unquote second impact was actually end of Eva. Yeah. And they are, they have like evidence and pieces of what the world used to be. And they're like, they're, they're working towards, I guess at this point it would be like the fourth or fifth impact. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm imagining at this point, but you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, like, okay, we failed with our you know, human instrumentality project last time. Right. We could do it better this time. Yeah. And I wonder if, like, that definitely seems to be where Kaoru is at, and that would imply that, like, Sele is in on it also. I wonder if Gendo, how aware he is, or if it's just like, well, I've got these instructions that explain what's supposed to happen, and what's supposed to happen next is Shinji and Rei get closer while they fight a diamond thing. Oh, there's the diamond thing. Cool. Hey, call up Rei. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, that uh, well first the scene we talked about with um, the naked ray scene happens, which yep. we've discussed. Yep, like I said, it, it's, it, if it worked in the old show, and I I kind of thought it did, but also I'm a guy, so like who fucking cares what I think? Uh, I care, Luke. Well, thank you, Ashley. Um, I, yeah, but yeah, like if it worked in the old show, it doesn't anymore. I don't think so. Yeah. Um. They they should have replaced it with something. Uh, and then yeah, Ramiel shows up, and Ramiel I think is the, definitely the highlight of this whole movie. Of course, because it's Ramiel, and Ramiel's the best. Yeah, Ramiel was already the best, and then they redesigned it to make it cooler. Yeah, because now instead of just being a hard diamond, it's like made out of like liquid mirror material that's like morphing and changing in all these geometric shapes. Oh, uh, it rules. And, yeah, it just fires its laser and just fucking blows holes. And, like, the laser's invisible. Yeah, so you just see holes opening up in the things it's aiming at. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, And then, like, the... It gets, like, a little bit of, like, visibility at the end of its, like, laser. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it's just really cool to, like... You know, they put up the shield and then, like, it reconstitutes itself so right. that it's like combining four of those lasers into one mm-hmm. uh, and what they end up doing is because like in the show like Shinji popped up got shot and then they just popped him back down well that was like, the end of the episode and then when the next one started he was just like down yeah. already yeah uh, so what they do here is uh, they just blow that entire like block of the city yeah. Uh, down, because it's, you know, like, oh, I can all go up and down. And yeah, yeah. So they just, yeah, they just explode, like, the elevator to just drop the Eva. Yeah. Uh, and then they restart Shinji's heart with a... Uh... Oh, yeah, the plug suit has, like, uh, 
like defibrillators in it or something. Yes. Uh, and they get him out and put him in like a healing chamber. Yeah. I do like when he's screaming in agony in the, in the Eva, and you just get a slightly too long shot of Gendo just doing his Gendo pose. Yeah, it's good. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, this is happening now. Uh, I guess then, I shouldn't let him die. Yeah, I guess I need him. Uh, and also the drill is better. Yeah, because in the old show, listen, Ramiel in the old show, excellent. A great yeah. angel. We all love it. We all love Ramiel. Everybody <laughs> loves Ramiel. <laughs> Such a pure angel. <laughs> uh, but but. Its, its drill was literally just like a metal drill that came out of its body, and it kind of ruined the aesthetic of it. Yeah. This time instead, like, its bottom, like, twists around into the shape of a drill and just slowly, like, oozes downward. And it doesn't even really, like, drill through the ground so much as just, like, just go through it. Yeah. It's it's really cool, yeah. and like there's like the energy outline of, uh, like the you know the, like the drill, but it is just like you said, slowly passing through it. Yeah, it's good. Um, and so they're like start making the plan to use this giant sniper rifle. Uh, yeah. Which we talked about uh, when we were watching it, but they do better to explain why it's a giant sniper rifle. Yeah, like, I don't know if I said it on here or not, but, like, a very cinema sinsy kind of complaint about the old show was that, like, why is this a sniper rifle being used by a giant robot? You could, like, just mount this thing to the ground and just fire it like a cannon. That seems less silly. Uh, and they explain in this one that they don't have the targeting computer finished yet, so they have to integrate it with the Eva's targeting computer to make it work. Yes. And, like, if I'm really being a nitpicky asshole, it's still like, well, you could just run some cables from the Eva to the gun. But, you know, I appreciate the attempt to make it make more sense. Yeah. Um, and, like, the position it is, 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 like, way more fortified. It's not just, like, a hill. Like a hill. Yeah. Uh, but we get that scene of everyone going around and, you know, to all the different places around Japan. Yeah, it's, you know, if you saw Eva, you know what happens. Yeah. You get the scene of, like, <laughs> a scene that I do still love, where Ray's like, why are you so scared? Don't you trust your dad? And Shinji just be like, no, of course yeah, like, not. like, what? What's wrong with you? <laughs> It's fucked up that you do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they get the gun all set up. Uh, oh yeah, Shinji has like a version of I, f- I think this is the episode fourteen subway scene. Yeah. Where, like he's seeing himself on as a little kid on like the uh, opposite side of the train and mm-hmm. is talking about like oh why am I even doing this why do I pilot the Eva and yeah. uh, it's because it's people. Like, I don't matter unless I do, because then people <laughs> care about me. Uh, and then eventually the little child him turns to Ray. Yeah. And he's like, no one needs me, but they need me if I'm an Ava pilot. Right. And so that's why I have no choice to be an Ava pilot. Yeah. Uh, Ray just kind of... Pi- oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Because uh, I'm just finishing up when I pilot the Ava... Pa- like, pi- I, when, I, bleh, when I pilot the Ava, I matter. Right. And, like, Ray does the thing Ray tends to do in these sorts of scenes where, like, 
she doesn't say anything other than maybe ask a question along the lines of like, is that really true? Yeah. Uh, most of this, she just kind of like sits and silently watches him in a way that like kind of prompts him to keep talking. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you get the whole scene where like he's in bed and he's like, oh, I guess I gotta pilot the Eve of up, but uh, she's like, no, you don't, you don't want to, I'll go do it. It's fine, don't worry about it. I think she's reading the Bible. Oh, is she? It looks like I can see like it's got like an angel, like a like biblical angel on it, huh. like on the one of the the pages. Interesting. She's and got a copy kinda, of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, it's kind of hard to read the text, but right. it's in English. Huh. Interesting. And I don't think that was just due to like a translation. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, and I think earlier, too, we got... I don't remember if this scene in this way... Ha- Listen, there's a lot of arguments about whether Shinji's gonna pilot a robot, so they all kind of run together at some point. Yeah. But uh, the one they have in this movie is where he's saying, like, oh, I don't really have a choice anyway, so against the god, I'm Misato, you know, chewing him out. Yeah. And it's like, no, idiot, you do have a choice. If you don't want to do it, leave. We've told you that since day one. Yeah. Uh, And that's what leads into, like, the first of the major changes in this show, in Uh this movie. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because also there was, like, another conversation earlier about Shinji not wanting to pilot the Ava, which I thought you were talking about. That's what I was talking about, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's just between Gendo and Futsuke, where, like, oh, yeah, Shinji's, he's a whip, he doesn't want to do this. Yeah. Uh, but we are making the dummy plugs, and those will be, in, you know, working soon, and we can oh, get right. rid yeah, of yeah, yeah. Shinji, and, like, Shinji and Ray won't be as important. I think it's Futsuke who does have a, a line, like, I mean, we could always brainwash him. Yeah. And Gendo's like, no, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Listen, we got the dummy plugs, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, uh but... Yeah. She takes him, uh... Down to Terminal Dogma. Yeah, you do see, as they're going into Terminal Dogma, like, a layer of nerve that's, like, made out of meat. Yeah, it's like, oh. Huh. Like, it looks like a shot from, like, uh, Fantastic Voyage or something. Yeah. Just elevator just passing through this, like, massive, like... Like, it looks like the, like... Like, the ground is made out of, like, the same kind of flesh that, like, your hard palate is. Yeah. And then they go through, like, a weird tunnel that, like, is, like, lit from the bottom. It's all just fuck weird. Yeah. Uh, and then they open this door, which had, like, a seal on it. And the Sele logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it opens up, and you see uh, our, our good friend. Yeah, there's there's a big white angel crucified uh, with no lower half and just a bunch of little legs. Little leggies. One of the places where the the better animation does pay off here, I think, is that the legs twitch this whole time. Yeah. In a way that sucks, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she gives uh, him the whole speech about how, like, yeah, we've got Lilith trapped under here, and it's, like, the source of all humanity, and if the angels ever get to it, they're born from Adam, so if they touch it, third impact will happen, and that's the real thing that you're trying to stop, Shinji. Yeah. Like, this isn't just about, like, saving Tokyo. Right. This is about saving, like, the world. Except... 
doesn't look like Lilith. Like again, it's a big it's a big white thing. It, its body looks like Lilith. But it's got the angel mask. Yeah, it's got like Samael's mask. Instead yeah. of the Sele mask. Uh and it's got a big like scar across it. Yeah, with like a bunch of tiny little crucifixes stabbed into it. Yeah, and then the Lancelogenus. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so, like, that's, like, the first, like, oh. Because, like, already, like, Masato knowing about this is such a big change from... Right, like, so much of Masato's, like, plot in the old show is her learning this slowly. Yeah, like, that is her moment of, like, oh, actually, nerve fucking sucks. Like, I can't trust anything about them. Right. Also, they didn't have the Lancelogenus from the start in the show. That's true. They went out and got it. In the episode with the the droppy boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, yeah. you know, the they go to uh, snipe Ramiel. Hey, uh, I need to look this up real quick. Masato has a scar on her chest, right? Yeah. What? I'm looking it up to see if it's the same shape as the one on this angel. I think it is. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, a quick Google search for Masato Scar is not showing it, and way to way to fail me, Google. <laughs> There's a sexy, like, figurine of her, but it puts it down on, like, her tummy, which I don't think is where it is, because there's that shot of, like, her putting on her bra over it. Oh, no, here it is. No, it's the same Scar. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. It's kind of on her tummy. Yeah, it's it's lower than I remembered it being, but like, it's pretty close to the same shape. Yeah, I guess it's hot. Yeah, it's it's not one to one, so maybe that's just like looking for connections where there aren't any. But that's part of the fun. That's part of the fun, and like, it's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Um. And so they're like, yeah, Unit 1's going to, you know, be the sniper. Unit 0 will be the shields. Yeah. Blah, blah, oh, blah. Uh, During that whole scene, too, like, Masato grabbed him by the hand and is, like, held his hand the whole time. Yeah. And then, like, once he agrees to get in the Ava, like, you see his fingers tighten around her hand. And, like, again, don't know if you needed to preserve the weird implications that maybe there's something romantic or sexual between them. Yeah. Don't uh, definitely don't need that. Like was still was questionable at best in the old show. Hasn't gotten better with time. No. Um, and so then we get the Rainbow fight, which is well. Also, we get another naked Ray scene. Yeah, because when they get suited up in their plug suits, there's like they're talking, and there's like a screen dividing them, and you just see Ray's silhouette, which is already like you didn't need to do that even. Yeah. But I was like, alright, fine, whatever. But then it cuts and shows Ray's side of the screen where she's naked putting on the plug suit. And like, yeah, why? Why did, why? Give me one single good reason for it other than really gross fan service. Yeah, there's none. Yeah. And it, uh, it sucks. And also we get the, the scene of Shinji getting the, uh, like, message from Toji, Ida, and everyone, like, Say, like, uh, go, you know, do it, Shinji. 
Oh, right, yeah. Because in the old show, Toji tries to call him to apologize about punching him, but never, like, it's the, he never gets an answer. It's, yeah. No, he, he, it's not that he doesn't get an answer. It's he is about to call him and then decides not to. Oh, is that what happens? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's just it, like that long, wide shot of him, like, standing at the phone. It, it's not the phone that never answers. It's the phone that never rings. That's true. You're right. Uh, where this time they called, and, like, the whole class called to, like, cheer Shinji on. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. this, is, this is nice. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, a, a nice shot of, like, he's listening to this as all of the power is going out. Right, yeah. Um, especially because, like, that scene is so much more unneeded, because they then have, like, their conversation that they have in the show. Uh-huh. Which some of that earlier scene was stuff from the conversation. Right. But then they just have it again. Or, like, yeah. have the rest of it uh, up, you know, right before they're about to get in there, Avis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get, like, the iconic shot of, like, her, her against the moon. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, is still a good shot. Definitely. Uh, but they... Uh, Shinji fire, like, they fire all of this stuff at it to kind of distract it. Yeah, and they send out a bunch of, like, fighter jets that just get destroyed. Yeah, and it ends up, like, you know, blowing up, you know, military bases that they were shooting stuff at, and mm-hmm. eventually it reveals its uh, thing enough yeah. where he shoots it, and, like, you know, it, like, cracks in a cool way, and it, like, Yells and also it also yells whenever it shoots its laser. Yeah, like the the sound design on it is really cool because there's all these weird like whirring noises and just like and it's it's weird. And then as like it's reaching a fever pitch to fire the laser, you just suddenly get like a woman screaming mixed into all of that. Yeah, and there's like yeah like crystalline noises and yeah, but yeah, Shinji shoots through what seems most of it. Yeah, and it like, seems like, oh, he got it. He he killed it. Yeah. And, like, it, uh, it, like the crystals, like, splatter everywhere in a cool-looking way. And, like, yeah, the, the blood starts coming out. Like, the crystals turn black. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, blood goes all over everywhere. But then they all kind of, like, shoot back together, and it fires back. Yeah. Uh, I guess, like, you know, he didn't destroy the real one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to remember how this goes. Or, or maybe he just didn't hit it hard enough or something. Yeah. Or like he or like he grazed Glanced it. it. Yeah. yeah. Cuz they're saying they, like, like there was some margin of error in the targeting system. Yeah. Uh so it starts shooting at them and it hits the like mountain that's like next to or like right past him. Yeah. And I think just, in the in the show isn't it that like he misses with the first shot and then like Ray just guards him against this counterattack yeah. while he reloads. Yeah. Uh, and he misses because it fired, like, a laser at him, and, like, the laser's, like... Oh, right, they warp around each other, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But, you know, like, it's all fucked up, uh, and, like, she just, like, crawl back to the gun in the Ava. Yeah, but uh, he's not at first, like, he's, like, the Ava is, like, crumpled away from the gun, and Shinji's just, like, in a ball in the, yeah. uh cockpit and yeah. Gendo's about to be like alright fuck it Shinji's useless just let Rei do it yeah and Masato like intercedes to be like hey fuck her 
Yeah. What if you believed in your son for like a second? Yeah. And uh, he's like, ah, I don't care enough. You, if you believe him, I guess you yeah. can do whatever dumb thing you want to do. Right. Her point is that, like, listen, he doesn't even want to be here, but he's doing it anyway. Like, clearly, this kid has got some fighting spirit in him. Just let him do it. He's got this. Uh, and Shinji is like coming out of his like the ball he's huddled up in because he's thinking back on the phone call he got. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, he's got friends, and the power of friendship's gonna pull him through. Yeah, and also he's got to switch the style from, like, automatic to manual. Right. Because their computers got shot. The computers got shot, and they, they were off anyway. So now the error correction is just going to come down to manual controls of the pilot. Yes. And uh, he's, like, lining up the shot patiently while he and thinks also, about this. And uh, also the giant, the fuse. Yeah, it's still a bolt-action rifle that, like, ejects the fuse like it's a bullet casing. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it like prepares to fire at him, and uh, right, and he starts thinking about like again, like why am I even doing this? I don't know what I'm doing. This sucks. Yeah, and he starts to fade and like turn into a pencil drawing, which like that Shinji as a pencil drawing is something that like means something in Evangelion, you know? Yes. Uh, and then Ray jumps in front of him. Which, yeah, and I feel like, again, who knows where this ends up going, but that almost feels like a hat tip to what I was saying, that, like, in the same way that he makes the anime reality in the TV finale, this is, like, a reality he's constructed. Hmm. Where it's like he's doing over the TV show, and, like, he's it's gonna go better this time. And it is going mm-hmm. better. He's Like, all the friends are cheering him on this time. Yeah. Uh, but he, like, finally lines it up, like, right when they can fire again. And he, like, fires through the blast. It's a really cool effect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it pierces it for real this time. Mm-hmm. And I like that when it does, it first just, like, goes from its, like, kind of, like, shooting position to just, whoop, and goes right back to the diamonds. Yeah, yeah. And, like, fire bursts out of it from, like, the impact mm. and then it breaks apart with all the like black crystals and right the core explodes into blood and then it just all explodes into blood mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah so that's the big thing with Ramiel and then Shinji like gets out and saves Ray yeah he's like hey why uh, why don't you why don't you smile <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing, like, oh, I don't know how to react to situations like this. He goes, well, you could, you could smile. Let me, let, me see, let me see that smile. There it is. Yeah. No. Say cheese. Uh, and is that where the movie pretty much ends? Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything important that happens after that. No, nothing important at all. <laughs> we cut to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> We do cut to the moon. And there's, like, a bunch of, like, metal caskets. And, uh... Like our, a, our boy, our boy Karu is there. Yeah, Karu comes out of one of them, but there's, there's, like, a whole row of them, and some of them have already opened. Yeah. And, uh, he just comes out of it naked, and Sele 
is talking to him. I don't remember the exact dialogue here. You probably have a better recollection uh, or have subtitles you can be looking at. Yeah. He's like, oh, the, the boys are woken. We've entered the, the summation stage. It's just, you know, like the Docker Fire, the Dead Street Scrolls. Right, the, <laughs> the Chamber of Guff. Yeah, the time of the Covenant is close at hand. Yeah. And then she, uh, Carr, like, sits up and he is also totally naked. Yeah. But he is looking at a. at Lilith. Yeah, Lilith. Like, Lilith, as they look in the original show, is here on the moon. But now it's got, like, almost like. It's hard to describe. It's got, like, lines all over it. And it almost looks like it's, like, been stitched together again. Uh-huh. And there's also, like, cranes around it and, like, scaffolding all over it. Yeah. Uh, and Kari goes, oh, you're the third one again. You sure haven't changed. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing you, Shinji Akari. <laughs> yeah, also, there's a big stripe of blood on the moon, like what happened yes. during End of Eva. And so, like, that's the moment where if, like, you have not kind of gotten... Yeah. That like oh shit this is there's some stuff going on uh-huh. uh huh this is where it's like oh shit <laughs> right right there's some stuff going on yeah it's it's a good tease yeah uh, uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see where it goes yeah which you know we'll watch next week but for now it's just a tease yeah for sure I'm trying to figure out because. When I watched it with you last night, I assumed the caskets were all, like, each one was another angel. Yeah. Um, but there's five caskets that are open already, and yeah. there should be seven with counting cowroos. Uh, it could just be that there's not, that it's not fully panned over. That's possible, yeah, that's true. And, like, doing that specifically for... Yeah. Uh... You know, to make things, like, more ambiguous. That's, yeah, that, that's probably right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, overall, I, this, this movie's kind of whatever. Yeah, that's kind of where I am, too. It's, it's, the, the parts where it remakes the show are boring. Uh, it's, it's a worse version of stuff I've already seen. Uh, they don't bother... To take the opportunity to maybe improve some things that needed improved. Yeah. There's uh, a, cool, a yeah. few cool new stuff in it, but overall, I don't think it's... Yeah, it's it's writing some checks that I will be interested to see if it cashes, but this movie just felt like a boring trip to the bank. Huh? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they really do it for me. Alright, well, you know. Kind of like this movie. <laughs> also it has like a next time on yeah where they they get to like the sixth children by the end of it the sixth child I yeah like mm. Ava unit six yeah uh and we also see a shot of Mary who is the new character that gets introduced in the next movie yeah who I don't know anything about other than people don't seem to like her much yeah uh a lot of time when I th- like Think of people like who like don't like female characters. Yeah. I'm always like, hmm, like why do people not like this female character? Right. Uh, I would say that this point is probably okay. okay. <laughs> like it is, it is probably deserved. <laughs> I gotcha. 
yeah, like I don't really know anything about Mary. Her like I don't know about her personality or like how she gets put into the story or anything. Uh, but the impression I have that people have of her is that like she just feels unnecessary, and it's like why is she even here? Yeah. So we yeah uh, you know it says like Ava Unit Two is delivered. Uh, Ava Unit Four ceases to exist, which is like the Nevada one. Right. So they bring you three over, and it shows you like the you know infected Unit Three. Yeah. Uh, and then Unit Six and his pilot who come flying from the moon. Right. Uh, and then it's like there's a thing of like atoms, and it shows like weird ghost creatures. Uh huh. Uh, and then Lilith, and it shows like Kaji. And, you know, like, all the other human characters. Yeah, which they're getting at a lot of stuff that doesn't show up till pretty late in the old show. Uh, and then it shows Mary as, like, there's a bunch of, like, crosses in the... Yeah. Like, if it was playing it straight, I would imagine this would be, like, a lot of Asuka and, like, maybe end on the zebra orb, you know? Yeah, but it, it seems to not be playing it so straight. No, no, no. I mean, Kaoru's here, so... Yeah. Uh, but I, we, I put out a question post. Okay, yeah. Uh, and we're gonna answer those questions. Great. I guess we could try to answer the Godzilla ones for one or two. Oh, did we not do questions last time? No, because we went for three hours and we both needed to sleep. Right, that makes sense. We, yeah, we, let's hit the Godzilla ones real quick. Alright, uh, let me get to those really quickly. Um. Alright, the first one's from, uh, Frankie Extra. Uh... Would you be interested in Ano's take on a Super Sentai team? Uh, any ideas of what that would look like? It's really hard to, I think, yeah. what that would look like. I I think once we know what his Ultraman looks like... Yeah, that'd be a big clue for that. Like, is... Because, like, the other kind of very Takutsu... Like, uh, Takutsu... Ooh. Tokusatsu? So, like, Tokusatsu... Uh, thing that he's kind of done that I've seen is the Cutie Honey movie. Right. Which is very jokey and funny and like... Yeah. Comedic and cartoonish. While like Shin Godzilla, like I don't feel like I would like something that felt like that of a Sentai team. Like I would feel like that was getting too close to like Gaim territory. Yeah. Um... But also like... I, I don't know much about Ultraman, and I guess I don't really know that much about Super Sentai either, but I feel like they're definitely directed at a younger audience, generally. Generally, yeah. So, yeah, and obviously, you know, listen, those franchises have been going on for a long time. Like, I know there's common writers that are, like, very serious and broody that, like, I don't think common writer fans like that much, for the most part. I mean, they could be on HBO. They could just bring that over. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a very specific reference. Okay. It's, there is a, like, post that a friend of every show on our network, uh, Weaver Vegeta. <laughs> friend of all shows. Uh, posts a lot uh, because they do a podcast about uh, right. writer Gaim. Yeah. It's just like, oh, Gaim is so good and so deep and so dark that you could just put it on HBO and it was like... With, you know, great. subs and it would be great. That's the one that's written by the Magic Emotica guy. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, I don't need to go any further. No, I, I get it. <laughs> um, You mean the Watchmen of Magical Girls? Yes, the Watchmen of Magical Girls. <laughs> and, and it's the same thing where it's like, okay, at least you like we're trying for something new, and if I hate it, 
But now, yeah. like, it's the, like, hundredth anime that's like, what if magical girls but dark? Right. What if being a magical girl was a bad thing? Was that really, like, a, like, was that a cliche when Magic Emotica came out? Not as much. Like, I'm saying that it became much more of a cliche much quicker. I see. Like, you know, like, I people got tired of, like, the over-serious superheroes pretty quickly, I think, still. Right. But, like, to the point where it's, like, you're not saying anything new here. Like, like everything that you could attempt to say is just so sure. boring now. <laughs> yeah. There's part of me... There's part of me that just wants to watch Madoka Magica, just to have my own opinion about it. Yeah, I... I couldn't make it through it. Yeah. I, like, also just didn't like the way, like, the story was structured, and, like, the characters weren't doing it for me, or, like, just... It wasn't doing it for me on, like, a lot of levels. Yeah. The only thing I thought was really, really fucking good was the animation of, like, the other world they go to. okay. Where they fight monsters. Yeah. Because it's all, like... All the monsters are, like cut out pieces of paper that like they've animated like all weirdly yeah and like that's really cool and like really good mm-hmm. but like overall all of it like just it didn't work for me yeah i don't really know anything about it i think i think i know one of the final plot twists of it yeah but i guess i probably shouldn't say just in case but you know yeah I say, well, I'll ask you after we record. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Here, I'll, I'll type it to you real quick. All right. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I would be interested in Hideaki Anno's version of a Sentai team, just because I find Hideaki Anno an interesting director, an interesting... Like, I might not like it, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see it, you know. Um, I feel like... I I don't think I've seen everything that dude's ever made or anything, but what I have yeah. seen... it. He seems like he can't make an uninteresting thing, at the very least. Yeah, like, even his dog shit is interesting dog shit. It's interesting dog shit, yeah. Uh, and also from uh, Bookcase Queen 69, uh, 96, sorry. <laughs> That's, That's the dyslexia an important co- inversion not to make! That's that dyslexia coming back. <laughs> What's well, not coming back, it's always there. Oh. Uh, who, if anyone, should Godzilla kiss? Oh, hmm. I like Mothra. Yeah, here's the problem. If we're talking about Shin Godzilla, like, nobody. No one, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to body shame Shin Godzilla, but I absolutely do. (laughs) But... (laughs) Um... Okay, let's go to our main ones. Uh, for this... Which is, uh, from This Is Emeralds, what's your favorite movie remake? Uh-huh. Uh, and is there a certain set of qualities a remake has to particularly nail to be, uh, of any worth in your mind? Which I feel is kind of, like, the same. We could kind of answer that in the same breath. Yeah, yeah, and we talked about that a little bit before. Do you have a good one? I, Ocean's Eleven is my big one that I always go to. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I haven't seen the original Ocean's Eleven is the only thing. The Ocean's Ele- original Ocean's Eleven is kind of boring. Really? Okay. The, like, main version of Ocean's Eleven, like, the, the, the like, one people remember. Yeah. Uh, 
and then got angry about because feminists ruined it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, which like, that was like the funniest thing is like people like you know, the original Ocean's Eleven with you know. <laughs> Uh, George Clooney, and I'm like, well, yeah. that's not <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, I just think like that, like that movie takes what is a pretty simple idea, yeah, and expands on it and shoots it so extremely well and like mm-hmm. modernizes it, yeah, in a lot of ways. I think all of those things are like bring something new to it. Uh, it's easier if you take kind of a like middling to bad movie, right. Because you can, it's more easier to kind of improve on that. Yeah, and modernize it. Yeah, the the first example I can think of of a remake I like is uh, True Grit. True Grit's really good, and obviously that doesn't work for like modernization. Yeah, and like the thing with True Grit is that like, strictly speaking, I don't think it's great as like it doesn't do the thing I said I want remakes to do, where like it's not super different or it doesn't have like a really cool new take. It's more just using I, I, more like, the like actors are better the uh, yeah, well it's, it's not even a question of better necessarily so much as like it's using a more like modern cinematic sensibility yeah we're like man i had to watch the original true grit in, in like a film class in high school and boy did i not enjoy it yeah like a lot of uh i've been meaning to like rewatch true grit because i'm like i remember loving that movie but like i haven't seen it in yeah like so long that like i don't know like, if it's good anymore or not. The, like, it probably is. The new one, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, like, I I didn't like the old one at all. And the new one, yeah. I don't think, is, like, an amazing movie. It's just, oh, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Haley Steinfeld has had a weird career. Hmm. Because she, like, wasn't that, uh, and that was, like, her first, like, big role in, like, a movie uh-huh and like she has to carry a lot of that movie uh-huh yeah definitely uh and then she became like a pop star or tried to uh-huh. uh and now she is uh then she was in bumblebee as the main character which i've heard is like a lot of fun yeah i've heard that's a good movie and then she was gwen stacy in uh enter the spider-verse Oh, huh. Hmm. Which I was like, oh, that's a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... I'm, I'm mostly just thinking of bad remakes. Like, the Willy Wonka remake is bad. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the Robocop remake is bad. Uh, the oh, Thing man. is a good remake. Yeah, I haven't seen The Thing. I've heard that's good, though. It It's not a movie for me. Sure. Like, it is... Uh, like, something I just, you know, have a lot of trouble with, like, that element like that style of horror Uh uh-huh yeah um like even like slasher movies or like monster movies i can enjoy like reading wikipedia thing of right body horror stuff i have like more time just like i don't like it it doesn't do that like for me like i'm not almost like intrigued by it i'm weird with body horror stuff i feel like i don't usually like with horror in general i'm way more interested if it's like more surreal or, like, weird, mm-hmm. like, existential horror, or, like, like the scene in The Matrix where, like, Keanu Reeves' mouth starts to, like, melt together and they shove, like, a centipede in his belly button. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for that. When it's, like, someone 
getting mur- like jumping out of a closet and murdering somebody, I just don't care that much. Like, I want it to be, like, horrifying because that's not how the world's supposed to work, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, the, main, the main thing I don't like about horror, this is kind of getting off track. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, it's, <laughs> you know, it's our podcast. Yeah. Uh, is that, like, I just really can't do gore. Yeah, I'm usually not big on gore either. Uh, and that, like, a lot of horror movies, like, go to that. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I just have, um, like, a, a, like, so, like, even if I'm kind of interested in the themes of it, uh-huh. it's, like, can be, like, I have to, like, I'll still have to, like, look away at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of the ones that, like, I, people, like, are good reboots. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't think of as, like, reboots. Like, Ocean's Eleven. Sure, yeah, Or yeah. The Thing. Like, whatever it was based on. Right, it's like, we're gonna take the same premise and just kind of make our own thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I got so frustrated. I took like, a, a science fiction class in college. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly a good class. I liked it. But at one point during a section when we were doing like sci-fi movies, uh, the teacher had us watch the RoboCop remake. Yeah. Uh, and she was saying, like, yeah, the original RoboCop is just like a dumb, stupid action movie. But like the remake actually has some interesting ideas about like transhumanism. <laughs> I'm like... I oh hmm. no! Ooh. I am gonna. <laughs> Robocop's a good movie. Robocop is a good movie. The new Robocop is like a whatever nothing movie. Yeah. Um. Like I just also found out that uh, Dirt uh Dirt Rod Scoundrels, the Steve Martin Michael Caine movie, which is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, that's a really good movie. That's a really good movie. That's a remake. Okay. Well, there you go then. There's one. Yeah. Uh. Or the fly is also a good remake. The fly is a good uh, remake, but uh, I don't like to watch it. Yeah, like that's another one where I like I look at the thing and go like, this is a well-made movie that I'm glad got made, but I, also fuck this. I didn't know, like I knew the premise of the fly, and I'm like, well, that sounds interesting. I'll watch this movie, and I was into it, and then it got to the bit where he started picking his fingernails off, and I yeah hated my entire life because it led to me watching that scene. Yeah, and then at that point, I was like. Alright, well, I mean, I've gotten this far into the movie, I guess I'll fucking keep watching it, but I'm I'm just so... I've, I'm very sensitive to fingernail violence of any kind. Yes. Like, more than just about anything else, it just makes my skin crawl in a way that I can't deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it just kind of completely takes me out of something. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you. There's an entire arc of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where the main hero's power is he can shoot his fingernails ah. like bullets, and it was rough. I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we extend this to, like, remaking shorts. Like, I think that he gets even, like, bigger. Yeah, but at that I'd... point, you're, that's like an adaptation more than a remake. Yeah. Uh, uh, does Romeo plus Juliet count as a remake? That's a good movie. 
I'm, hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> also, I'm not sure if it's actually a good movie. I haven't seen it since I was like 14, but I thought it was cool then. I, I think, I don't know if it's a good movie, but it's a good movie. <laughs> I have not seen, that might be the only Boz Lerman movie I've seen, actually. But I kind of appreciate the idea of just fucking throw as much bullshit onto the screen as possible at all times. I yeah. can respect that uh, that concept. The Great Gatsby is also good in that respect. Yeah, yeah. I think it is less effective than Romeo and Juliet Must Die, and it, like less ridiculous. Sure. Because like Romeo and Juliet must, or not Romeo and Juliet Must Die, like Romeo and Juliet, Romeo Romeo plus Juliet. Plus, sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh-huh. Uh Has like the ridiculous stuff where it's like I shall get thy longsword, and like po- like getting a shotgun that has longsword <laughs> written on it on the gun to show that it's labeled longsword. Yeah. Um, yeah. I should rewatch that movie sometime. From Atwasuaro, what's the best product placement you've ever seen in the movie? Oh, boy. Hmm. I feel like there's a good one that I'm blanking on. I mean, the, the first one I'm thinking of is, like, the Wayne's World stuff. Yeah. Like, That's all, funny. All the stuff I can think of is, like, parodies of yeah. <laughs> product placement. Right. The, for whatever reason, the one that's jumping into my brain is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What's the... I, I think it's Nokia. It's, like, it, it's throughout the movie, but the one that, like, really, like, the image, like, etched into my brain is, like, when they get, like, thrown out of the enemy ship and then picked up by the, the Heart of Gold. He, uh-huh. like, drops his cell phone as he's getting sucked into the ship, and you just get this shot of this Nokia cell phone flying through space, like, dominating the frame for a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's... Yeah. It's hard to think of, like, the best product placement, because, like, even at its best, it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of... Right. I guess, like, Reese's PCs? Oh, sure. Uh, for yeah. E.T.? Yeah. Uh, I remember in the movie, uh... Uh, the road, which I've I haven't seen, but I remember hearing about this story. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of the like really. Uh, oh god! I just completely blinked on fucking everything I was talking about. <laughs> You're talking about the road and product placement. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the movie, the road, uh, they had to shoot the scene. It's like a post-apocalyptic thing, and they find like a cold-ish can of soda that, like, they share, and it's like, ah, oh, this is so, like, this is so good. Uh-huh. Uh, but they had to, uh, keep uh, like, shooting it with different sodas. Uh-huh. Uh, and then finally, like, the guy who was starring in it was just like, hey, just give me the number for, like, the PR company of, like, Coca-Cola. Right. And he, like, calls them, and he's like, hey, can we use this? Uh, like, you know, like, can we use Coca-Cola? And they're like, oh, like, what's the thing of it? It's like, it's, like, the context of the scene is that this is the only, like, goodness we've had in, like, years. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then, like, yeah, like, okay, this is good, fine. Right. Uh, oh, man, I, while I was saying that, I just, I got one, and then I forgot again, because I'm fairly forgetful today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I just, I, I googled good product placement in movies, which is kind of a, uh, you yeah. know, uh, but now I can't think of the word for when, oxymoron, there we go. 
Yeah. Uh, but one of the first examples that came up was the the Beats uh, speakers in Transformers. Or <laughs> he can, like, he's got the, the nanobots that can transform into anything and he makes some Beats. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember now. My favorite product placement is a Corona in all the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> yes! Especially uh, when he goes and talks to Mr. Nobody and just randomly pulls out a giant bucket of Coronas <laughs> uh, with a Corona logo, like, right in the middle of camera for him. Right. That's great. I guess the entire Lego movie. <laughs> yeah. Um... I liked the Grimace in the Clerks animated show. Alright. Uh, well, I guess not the Grimace. It's uh, someone dresses up as Mayor McCheese. Okay. And uh, there's the immortal line, because like, it's like a virus outbreak. And the guy's like, oh, I'm like, this was the only outfit that we had that could protect against the virus. Because <laughs> it's the mayor being Mayor McCheese. And right. he's like, uh, like, oh, like, you know, like, it's everyone just keeps on asking him questions about McDonald's instead of about the virus. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, does everyone have questions about the virus? And so he just goes, like, asks him, like, can the virus kill, kill the Grimace? And he just goes, nothing can kill the Grimace. <laughs> Great. Uh, and so they wanted to get their rights to use all the McDonald's stuff. Uh-huh. And they're like, we don't know about the line, nothing can kill the Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, well, no, we're saying that the Grimace is so great. Right. That he is unkillable. And they were like, okay. <laughs> God bless you, Ashley, for going on an extended, like, rant about the Clerks animated show on our Evangelion podcast. The Clerks animated show is, like, seriously one of my favorite shows. I know it is, but the you could not have picked a worse venue to talk about it, and I love you for it. I'll, t- I'll take any venue. <laughs> uh, get ready for the Let's Place panel, that. Uh. <laughs> Great. Uh, from, we've kind of talked about this. Uh, this is from HVNLY Evan. Uh, Heavenly Evan, I guess. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's a better way to adapt these episodes without just doing them exactly the same like they did here? Yeah, probably. They're definitely. I think you, ha- yeah. I think you had definitely had to have a lot of like if, in the Venn diagram of you know even like Neo Genesis Evangelion the series and Rebuild Evangelion. There's going to be crossover. Sure. I think you could have done with like what we were talking about enough to make it feel different enough where it is like. It could be fun and like fun for everyone to watch. Yeah, yeah, I don't know because especially like, I, if the idea is supposed to be this one is kind of played straight, but we're gonna tip our hand that it's gonna get weird. Like there does have to be some familiarity there. I, I think you can get to that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Without going all of the way into like me just feeling kind of bad and like yeah, no, I don't feel like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I need to, like, watch any, like, pay attention to any of these scenes. Yeah, it's, like, what they have definitely doesn't work exactly. And maybe it felt different enough when it was, 
uh, like, we had it just watch the show. That's also fair. If if the idea is you're coming back to this after, you know, yeah. a decade plus of not having watched it. Yeah. That maybe it, it plays a little better. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I can definitely, I can and have talked about parts where they could have improved this. But... I still like, even if you made all the changes I would want, I think it would still fundamentally be like it's still I would rather just watch the show again. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that's it for uh rebuilding even go uh Well, at least the first one. Yeah. We got two more. I'm excited about them because I remember liking two. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what three is really is. I, I know about as much as you do. Yeah. Which it, is, I am very curious. Yeah, like, it, you know, I've heard about Time Skip. Yeah. I've heard it's very love it or hate it. I've heard it has a lot of Kaoru Shinji stuff. Yeah. Uh, I know that apparently they got very mad about how the dub of it was received at an anime convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited still. Yeah, I, I, I think this yeah. was like kind of like a eh, bump in the road, but yeah, uh, I I'm excited to to go on to what's next. Me too. Yeah, I I this was like I said, this has written a lot of checks, and I'll be interested to see if they can cash them at all. Yeah. Um, but where can people find you, Luke? You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as Teenagers with Attitude, which uh, I think the same day you're hearing this, we'll be putting up our 200th episode. Congratulations. I guess so. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, we've got Let's Place, which is a video game podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally Reprise, which I do with you and our friend Molly. Uh, speaking of both of those, if you're going to PAX West, August 30th, uh, 6pm at the Sandworm Theater, we will be doing a live recording of uh, an episode of Let's Play. So you should come to it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, probably if you are already if listening to this when it comes out on like the main feed, probably all the epi- well, all the tickets are long sold out, but if you're going to PAX, you should go. Yeah, exactly. Um, or just sneak in. I'm I'm on a big in. like you know, yeah. Do crimes bent. <laughs> uh, honestly, Friday passes are still for sale. Mm-hmm. Buy a Friday pass just for us. Uh, I still love that on the description you're just Luke. Yeah, you don't need to know my last name. That's no. mine. <laughs> you did not put my full my you know, uh. Ashley Lee Minor on this one, though. Oh, what did I put? It's just Ashley Minor. Oh, sorry. I, maybe they changed it. I don't know. I, right. I don't actually care. I just thought it was funny the last time. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, we just got a question in from Julie. Oh. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, from at Gats Below, our friend. Okay, how much credence do you give to the idea of this being a reboot of the universe itself because of Third Impact? I mean... You, you've th- gone into that as a theory a, a good amount. Yeah, more than zero. Yeah. 
Like, I, I, I can easily imagine that being where it goes. If it doesn't go that way, I won't be, like, stunned, but that's kind of the vibe I'm getting so far. Yeah. Um. Okay, now. Uh, I think we're done. I think so. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Yuri Librarian with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, you can also find me at OddEntropy. And I think Kaina Cackle's actually down at the moment because I have to pay uh, oh. the Squarespace account. Uh, and I was, you know, just kind of getting back on my feet, getting back to work. So right. that'll be fixed soon, but I think it's actually down yeah. uh, for right now. Maybe up when you hear this. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you can... Listen to all my podcasts, and also give me your fucking money at patreon.com slash Ashley Minor. Hey, yeah, do it. Uh, but that's it for uh, this episode. Uh, and remember, Luke. Yeah? You can, parenthetical, not podcast. <laughs> you, you cannot get in the podcast. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs>